swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing on down to Ricky's down to Ricky's place Welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. This is Jerry McCarty here in Los Angeles, California with a special guest from Detroit, Michigan via Skype or wherever this thing is we're on. The great Brad Savage, musician, disc jockey, songwriter, Brad Savage. How's it going, Brad? Good, Jerry. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And today we have a topic which Brad thinks is a little lame, <laughs> but <laughs> the topic for today is greatest duets of all time. So we're going to talk mm. about duets, and there's been some really bad ones, and there's been some good ones. But we're going to we're going to talk about those, and I, I, it'll be interesting to see if we have crossover because we we do have similar tastes in music, but I suspect that we don't have very much crossover. So Brad, you are the guest. Anything you want to uh, publicize, by the way, in the McCarty Metro? Anything? people should look for first of all we are in the mccarty metro chat room right now that's where we're we're joining each other at. and uh, you're always welcome to come use the chat room and the mccarty metro is up 365 day a year my friend i like that and you got a new you got the big uh, thanksgiving issue coming out right yep that'll be coming out uh, in uh, about a week probably about the same time this actually hits the air so yeah Great, and you got my article, right? My articles. I get your articles <laughs> okay. with a Z. Good, good, good. So let's get right into it here. Let's go, Brad. You go um, however you want to work it. If you want to go best to worst or, or, I mean, or five to one or one to five, however you want to do it, you go ahead. You're the guest. You call it. Just want to get some ground, just want to get some ground rules on this, first sure. of all. When you say duets, you're talking about people that kind of came together to make a song um, versus actually, I violated that. that, are... that uh, my intent here was my intent. My intent was two people, and then I purposely, because I purposely, if there were more than two people, I didn't include it. But then I came across some people that are just naturally, they're not on my list, but Simon, Simon and Garfunkel, I would say, is a duet. Um, but Absolutely, they're not on my list. But I, kind of got, kind of got the impression you were kind of looking for two people that came together just to make a song. Yeah, that. Where I, here's where I got the idea. Crime. Here's where I got the idea was that duets are are, are like kind of an almost an '80s thing, and they, I guess they '80s and '90s thing. They still do them a little bit, but Elvis never made any duets. You know, the Beatles didn't do a whole lot of duets going on, although I do have a Beatle on my one of my worst duets of all time. But um, <laughs> it was not a thing that people did back then. But then they started putting people together, and there's been some really good music, and there's been some bad music. So that's what we're going to talk about. So uh, I, I would say okay. there's been... I would say there's no no rules that I'm going to prevent me because I actually, I actually have a one of my favorites is a person with a entire band. So just a little preview. Ooh. So anyway, go ahead. 
Okay, so you mentioned Simon and Garfunkel, and that would, I think, be hands down probably one of the most popular just duos. Duos, yeah. But I, when, I get, when I get to thinking of duets, I'm thinking of, oh, people coming together, and you made a great point about being the 1980s type thing. Um, because there were some really good ones and some really bad ones. Um, one of the most impressive ones were two people from totally different genres. And it came out uh, on a television special around Christmas time. Oh. And I'm thinking of David Bowie and Bing Crosby. They told me A newborn king to see Our finest gifts we bring that is a great duet. Not on my list. Like I said, I doubt we would have much crossover, and we did not on that one. But that is a great duet. And uh, um, let me just knock off a couple, because um, David Bowie is on my best list and my worst list. So okay. <laughs> my, on my best list, one of my favorite duets. I think I, think I know your best one. What is it? Go, go ahead. ahead. It's you could say it. Well, your, I, your son I, actually sang karaoke to this song last time I was in. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then it's not the one I'm thinking of. It was under pressure. David Bowie recorded that as a duet with Queen, and he uh, when he yeah, that's pressure. the one I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. So uh, your son Austin did that. Uh, he did a really good job on it. Too. I thought. I thought. Yeah. The. Uh, that was one of the bad things that came out of that was that's uh, Vanilla Ice picked up that uh, <laughs> right. track of Under Pressure and ice, the Ice Ice Baby, baby from that. I know. And then, then uh, but the worst one that David Bowie is on is, do you ever hear a C? It's as bad to listen to as it is to see Dancing in the Street with Mick Jagger and David Bowie. It is so bad. <laughs> well, we are up to our first yeah. commercial, and uh, we that was good. That was a good. Uh, we knocked off uh, three there, so that was good. I like I like the way that went. So we have to take a commercial break, and we come back. We will be back with the great Brad Savage talking about our favorite duets of all time at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place. The girls are refined and the men have good taste. Oh, this is Brad Savage from Detroit, Michigan. I'm here in Rick's Martini Bar with Jerry McCarty, and we're talking about good and bad duets. That's right, and I'm in Los Angeles, and Brad Savage, former lead singer, for lead guitarist of Brad Savage and the Cockroaches, is back in the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. The home of rock and roll. Was that called the home of rock and roll over there still, or is it just that radio station? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I forget about that. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, I gave mine. So go ahead. So it's 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 up to you, Brad. Again. So we both. Okay. So I'm gonna go, and it's not like a and another person, but this is probably one of the best known 
um, duets or collaborations on a song, and it it kind of took uh, both uh, both uh, I would say bands to new levels. But I'm thinking of uh, the Run DMC and Aerosmith. This way. Oh, walk this way. That, Big time. That could be another podcast where we say remakes that are better than the original. I actually think that version yeah. is better than Aerosmith's original version of that song. Oh, absolutely. And, and Aerosmith was looking for some sort of kick in the butt to get them back into the limelight. And Run DMC was was kind of like at the uh, crossroads the you know, taking a rap into uh, different uh, directions, and I thought that uh, great collaboration and great song and great remake and great, great, great. Cool. Steven Tyler, did you ever hear the story about Steven Tyler and Liv Tyler? That she did not know that he was his father for her first 18 years because her mom really? was married to Todd Rundgren, and he just raised mm. her as his own, and she always thought that um, Todd Rundgren was her father until she got 18 or something. And they said, uh, we got to tell you, you're really not my daughter. Your, your father is Stephen Tyler. Was her name Liv Tyler back then? Uh, no, it was uh, your name. It might have given it away. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> it was Liv Rundgren, and then she changed her name to Liv Tyler for the movies. Okay. Oh wow. So now I'm going to go to one of my, one of mine, and I'm going to go um, back to a song in the '80s. And, and this is my feeling about duets: is there's duets where there's nothing between the two people, like the, you know, some of them that we're going to mention for the bad ones. But when there's really a connection between them, and there could be no other connection as these two people. I'm going a little reunited with Peaches and Herb. Actually, we're going to cross over a little bit because oh. I like that one. I, I had that kind of on my list. It was buried a little bit, but it was on there, you know? Oh, that's magic. It's magic. I love I love that song. And then they did Shake Your Groove Thing, which is nothing to sneeze at either. But I like. I prefer no, I chew. <laughs> okay, back to you. Yeah. What do you got? All right. Well, I'm going to go uh, a little bit of country. Ooh. And I'm going to throw a little disco in there. Oh. I don't know if you know where I'm heading, now, but have... if you combine the Bee Gees with Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, oh. you've got I'm in the stream. By the Bee Gees and performed by Kenny and Dolly. That's right. Awesome, I, awesome version. Awesome. I do remember that song. In fact, I think that I did not. That was one of the songs where I realized after the fact that that was a Bee Gees song. I didn't know that that was even a Bee Gees yeah. song until after. 
But that was a, that was risky because Kenny yeah. Rogers, he's one of those guys that talks through a lot of his song. Like they took turns <laughs> at whoever yeah. her name was, and there were three <laughs> of them. Yeah, so he would just talk through a lot of his songs, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was a risk. But uh, yeah. So that was like in, I think it was like in 83, and the Bee Gees were already being kind of, uh, not criminalized, but kind of, you know, you know they, they were disco. Yeah, and yeah. it was kind of like, you know, people weren't thinking of, oh, the Bee Gees, you know, we don't want disco anymore. And so they wrote a lot of songs and, and for other people, and, of course, uh, that was one of the bigger ones there. Cool. Good. I like it. I like it. Okay, and then this one is just one that I would be the oh, well. No, I won't. I'll name this one at the end because really, honestly, it's not one of my favorites. But I'm the only person that would ever name it. But um, I'm going to go with a uh, a another husband and wife, like I did with Peaches and Herb. I got you, babe, Sonny and Cher. It's a duet. It's a duet. Yeah. Good, good, good. I thought you might give me a hard time on that one if they were actually, but but it was a duet, and it's one of my favorite songs. It's just, it's kind of a little bit corny, but a little bit, it's just got that rough edge, and it's so good on that song. Give me a year on that one. What do you think it is? Because I know what year it was. Um, I I I I think it was probably like '68, maybe. Yeah, '65. Was it really? Holy cow. Yeah, so it was like really before all that, uh, I mean, beginning of the hippie stuff and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, because I see so pictures of him, stuff. and I think she was like 15 or 16 when she met Sonny, and he was older yep. than her, and uh, wow, 65, huh? That's crazy. If you do go to the McCarty Metro, Brad has a little guess the year of the song thing, right? And you list a bunch of songs that were in that era, and you got to pick them, and I'm usually really good at that, but... Apparently not on this one. You should you should throw that Sonny and Cher out there because I would totally think that. But but most famously, it it was uh, reborn from uh, Groundhog Day. That was a song on the radio for Bill Murray every morning. He would wake up. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, when Letterman uh, had Cher uh, on and Sonny did a walk on and. Uh, he goaded both of them to, to redo that song. Oh, I it do was, remember uh, that. That was great. Of, great piece of television history, you know. That's of, right. Uh, of them doing it again after, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever. You know? You're right. I, I, I actually just remembered that when you said it. So that's, uh, that's cool. Hey, we have to take another commercial break. When we come back, you're going to hear our best duets of all time, and then we'll throw some... Uh, um, also rans in there as well when we return at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste We are back at Rick's Martini Bar here in Los Angeles and we get the Skype running with Detroit, Michigan, the great Brad Savage singer, songwriter oh, and editor for the McCarty Metro. So check out that McCarty Metro at uh, www.mccartymetro.com. And uh, we're talking about our favorite duets of all time and uh, Brad is going to go ahead and give us a, uh, a, a duet, one of his favorites. 
I don't really like duets. Did I make myself <laughs> clear at the beginning of this? Okay, duets, duets are one um, of two things. Either you sing them. But you and I have done duets together. We, we sing duets all the time together. Is that good or bad, though? It's, it's, it's um, good, but, but go ahead. Okay, so one of the uh, better duets that uh, was actually uh, from a movie... And uh, I saw, uh, oh, several years ago that uh, John Travolta did a walk-on on an Olivia Newton-John concert, and they actually remade this one again, uh, but uh, from Greece, You're the One That I Want. Good choice. You could have taken Summer Love. You could have taken something I else. You could have took but, Summer Love, yeah. But you, but but I like the one you took because that was uh, and that song actually charted number one for a long time. That was number one. Yeah, I think that's a good yeah. choice. Yeah, I think there was. I, I, I do. I, I do like that version and uh, still a good karaoke number and all that good stuff too. You know. Okay, I'm going to my number one right now. I'm going early. Uh, my number one is, like I said, I like a connection. And this one is a song that I just like so much. And for a lot of reasons. But it is Unforgettable with Nat and Natalie Cole. One of my favorites. Unforgettable That's what you are Unforgettable, though near or far. What do you think? Good, good, yeah. Um, I like the song. I like Nat Cole. I think Natalie did a really good job of, uh, obviously, they didn't sing it together because they they weren't live at the same times, but... uh, uh, a great song and a great remake of that song. Uh, with, well, I, uh, with I, the duo. Generally, I hate the Dead People duets, and I would have barred <laughs> them. Like like Frank Sinatra did a ton of them that I would hate. But yeah. this one, it was she was so Nat King Cole died in '65, and Natalie Cole was like 15 years old then. So just in that age yep. where she kind of knew her dad, and he died like at 46 or something. And so they mm-hmm. put this song together, and by that time she had been through disco and and her own problems. And I just love that song. I just think it says a whole lot about a dad and their daughter, which you don't have, so you don't have that feeling. So anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, turn turn the knife a little bit while, while you got it inside of me there. I'm sure you can sing this song with your three sons. Jeez. (laughs) Come on, three sons. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I'm not really thinking of anything, so I just want to just throw a couple out there that I liked, but I am not going to take credit for saying that they're my favorites or anything like that. Okay. So can I just give you a couple of them that just to throw for food for thought? Sure, and go ahead. Kind of give me your opinion on them. And so I'm going to give you two. And one was uh, during the disco era, and two female heavyweights, not not fat or anything. 
<laughs> just literally big, big big voices. But uh, Barbara Streisand and Donna Summer did a song together. Oh. It was called No More Tears. I don't know if you remember that one. That's but right. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot all about that song. Didn't yeah. You? That was a, a good one. I like that song. Both of them. I gotta go doing find that, that song. Doing that, and then I'm gonna give you one approximately ten years after that, which was probably maybe the last duet that I really really liked. Um, but it was another. Uh, I'm a big fan of Linda, Linda Ronstadt. Oh yeah. And he teamed up with Aaron Neville. Yeah. Which which and, song though? Because uh, they did two songs. This uh, don't know much. Yeah, they had... I know I love you. Yeah, the, weird voice to team up with her though. I think his voice is actually higher than her voice. Oh, it was. Yeah, I mean he yeah. he, has he looked really... like he was uh, just a really big guy and everything. Oh yeah, he looked like, like he came out of prison. He came out with just a beautiful <laughs> falsetto voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anything that Paul McCartney ever did in a duet <laughs> is bad. We okay? Have, we have I don't care over. if it's with Michael Jackson. I don't care if it's with Stevie Wonder. They're bad. We have we have crossover. And that was I, – I was saying uh, when I was putting my list together, I'm thinking these people that have – he Paul McCartney is probably in three of the worst duets of all time. He did – Say 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 with Michael Jackson. He did Ebony and Ivory with um, Stevie Wonder. And then he went back to Michael Jackson and did The Girl is Mine. The Girl is Mine. No, she's mine. No, she's mine. <laughs> He's like, Michael's like, that's okay. I'll just take, the, I'll take, I'll take this 14-year-old boy. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So it's weird that he is in there. And then, um, uh, and then I'll, I'll throw one in too. Is Michael Jackson is terrible duet with um, Mick Jagger called "State of Shock." Yeah, I remember awesome. that one. Yeah, that was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then I previously mentioned the Mick Jagger and David Bowie. So it's weird that those guys are really good, but that worst duets t- together. Weird, huh? Yeah. Good. Cool. And uh, uh, I'll mention one more good one, which is I, I will be the only person that mentions it, the only one that even knows this song. But uh, Brad knows my uh, affection for uh, one leather Tuscadero, Susie Quattro, who did a duet with Chris Norman <laughs> called Stumbling In. Great song. Our love is a flame. Now and then, there you go. And uh, I'm, and thank you for thank you for not mentioning endless love, Lionel Richie and Diana Ross, because I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the. I, I was actually I was actually going to put that in on my bad list. Yeah, no, I, it, it, so it's probably not it. that bad of a song, but I just I have a. Brad and I worked at the uh, mall together, and I was rejected by a woman and was driving home and hearing that song, crying my eyes out one day. And I forever will hate Lionel Richie and Diana Ross because some girl rejected me at Lakeside Mall. Anyway, so, so, 
<laughs> Perhaps I've said too much. The, <laughs> hey, Jerry, Jerry, Jack, her loss, her loss. <laughs> I think you told me that thing, same thing, like 35 years ago. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, anything else you want to mention, Brad? No, just tune into the McCarty Metro. We got uh, lots of stuff right on through Christmas time. Then we take our annual month or two off and uh, start up for a new year. So www.mccartymetro.com. Okay, and you mentioned Barbara Streisand, but you did not mention a song that you and I often karaoke together, duet by Barbara Streisand. We do. Yes, why was it? <laughs> and. And Neil Diamond, you don't bring me flowers. <laughs> That's right. I thought you forgot. I was going to start crying my eyes out again. The, <laughs> so. two, two gentlemen singing like two inches away from each other while we're singing this right into each other's face. You don't bring me flowers. And you don't sing me love songs. Ah. Anyway, so for the great Brad Savage in Detroit, Michigan, my name's Jerry McCarty. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Rick's Martini Bar. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.